people of Earth, we have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. Today, our topic that we're going to cover today is, uh, we like to refer to it as the care and feeding of millennials. Uh, obviously, uh, the millennial generation, or uh, as I've said in previous uh, video, uh, the next generation of leaders, uh, is, uh, is something that obviously companies need to deal with. Uh, there are some different perspectives, and we're going to talk about those. And the three things that we're going to cover today is, one, is everything you heard about millennials true? Uh, and then also, in order to understand millennials, we need to understand their perspective. And then lastly, we're going to ask ourselves, what changes can we make in our organization that will be able to help us with the care and feeding of millennials? So the first thing that we want to talk about is uh, millennials, uh, fact and fiction. Well, you know, I think we've heard a lot about millennials and I, you, and I think a big part of it is, you know, and I've talked to leaders about this, and I know we dealt with this in my organization is, you know, you have this tendency they, they are a very different generation. They are the first ones to grow up, you know, in a completely internet environment. They've had computers. You know, their world that they grew up in is much different than the, the generation of leaders that we have today, those of us who are in Gen X or, or boomers, right? And so it's a very different perspective. They came up very in, you know, they want to work more collegially and they don't work competitively. They're a very different group than we are. Uh, but that said, I don't think that means they're not great employees, right? I mean, I think we also have this kind of fiction. Well, let's face it, millennials do get a bad rap. They do get a bad rap. You know, you would think they're all just kind of showing up in shorts and a t-shirt every day to work if, you know, you believe the hype. They're not. And I haven't found that to be the case. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I do think there's definitely differences, but there's also a lot of benefits. Right. So I don't know about your take on them. Yeah, what, one of the things I find, and particularly in my uh, in my profession, working with different companies and uh, in the area of training, is uh, I noticed that uh, when it comes to training, as opposed to the baby boomers and the Gen Xers who sitting in a classroom and listening to an instructor lecture, um, that's they'd rather be on the computer. And I know that's something that uh, uh, that when an organization has training programs, it's really a big ordeal to have some of the younger generation of leaders sit through that type of training. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet. Oh, yeah. It's it'll get to the point where they'd rather be on their computer, internet surfing and checking emails and constantly tied to that technology. And I think that's one of the things that uh, a lot of companies and a lot of managers I've dealt with uh, tell me about their millennials. It's like every time they look, they're on Facebook or they're on, right. you know, on their phone, on, on Instagram or Snapchat or something like that. And one of the things I always tell people is maybe it's because they got done with the task that you asked them to do a lot quicker than right. maybe someone my generation or your generation would, would do it in. And so it's keeping them, keeping them active. In, in addition to, uh, the, the statistics show that this is one group that probably can multitask better than right. the previous two generations. Even though I know psychologists say multitasking is not as efficient as it is, for some reason they're able to right. multitask a lot better than we do. Well, that's great because that leads kind of into our next topic is how do we better understand this millennial generation? I mean, you touched on a few things. What are some of the other areas where you can maybe better understand them? Well, one of the things when it comes to any generation is you have to understand the perspective that they're coming from. Right. And with the, I'm going to just refer to the next generation of leaders instead of millennials uh, because 
bad name. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, you need to understand their perspective. And with this particular group, their perspective is one, as you, as you mentioned earlier, it's technology. Right. I mean, they literally were born with an iPhone or, or a droid in their hand yeah. uh, where they're constantly on their phone. Uh, as opposed to me, my first computer was a dual floppy computer back in 1984 yeah. that I paid $2,000 for. And uh, that one didn't have much memory. And so when we're looking at just the technology perspectives, I've had to learn technology all the way through. As I joke with my kids, my computer training in college was IBM punch cards. Okay, And, and I mean, I'm sure yeah. some of you watching don't even know what I'm talking about. Google it. You'll, you'll, you'll find out what they were. Uh, but they were literally born with the tablet, with the, with the phone in their hand. And they definitely, from that perspective, Everything is on technology. So that's one perspective that we have to consider. The other perspective is that because of technology, they've had a, a global connection that we never had early yeah. in our life. I mean, my global connection was the Britannica encyclopedias. Yeah. That's where I was able to learn about Africa and South America and you know, Europe yeah. and Asia. Uh, now, you get on the phone and you can watch videos, you can talk to people, you can Instagram people all over the world. And so with this particular group, uh, because of that global uh, connection, diversity uh, is, is much more widely accepted uh, with the younger generation right. than perhaps with, with, with our generations. And so it's understanding where they're coming from to be able to put them into the right position or to be able to, to, to manage them. Right. And trust me, when it comes to millennials, millennials definitely, they, they want someone to manage them. Because if you think about it, this particular generation was probably the most guarded generation when it comes to, we've heard about helicopter parents, now right. they're talking to us about bulldozer parents. I mean, the latest scandal with the college uh, acceptance, right. I mean, that's bulldozing, yeah. where I'm spending a whole bunch of money to make sure that my kid gets into the right school. Uh, when I went to college, my father said, fill out the application, send them there in, and see what comes back. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like, I'm going to make sure that my child gets into that particular school. So it's that perspective and understanding the millennial generation uh, that will help you to adapt to them. Yeah, and I think as, you know, leading to, leading it from inside working with millennials, I think a lot of it is they, you know, and I don't think you contrast this as bad. I think you contrast this as different. But I think, you know, being very clear, they're, they're very interested in why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think our, my experience was you don't want to just say, do this, you know, you, I think it helps them to do the task if they understand kind of the larger scope around what it is. They want to understand the reason why we're going through a project and what it means to us. And I think that's, in some ways, I think that's really a great thing because they want to understand the whole business. They're not interested in just kind of their job. And over time, that's going to help us pull connections together, right? When right. you start seeing other things, and as these guys become the next generation of leaders, you know, that kind of broader perspective that they bring may be very beneficial to all of us. Uh, but I also think, you know, we love to joke about the trophies, and I think one thing we can do to help us with the next leader generation is, you know, back off on the jokes about the trophies. Is you know, but I do think they're looking to understand: did they do this well? You know, they want feedback on the work that they do. Right. And I think those of us in the older generations, you know, we're used to kind of this: hey, look, man, you get feedback once a year, right? Right. right. And it's painful, and it's never a good process. Well, and it I, wasn't a good process mainly because sometimes that once a year annual review, uh, because the manager. <laughs> didn't plan it properly, yeah. it's 
how did you perform the last six months? Right. Even oh, yeah. though the manager was looking at an entire year, what yeah. was fresh in that manager's mind was what you did in the last six oh, yeah. months. And if you were good that last six months, you got a good review. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it was great. It's great because I think you start getting into a pattern of giving more regular feedback. Right. And, you know, bad news never ages well. And if you've got to give them bad news, you know, getting it done sooner as opposed to dropping a scud in December about something someone did in March, right? right. And so I think there's, there's some things we can do that I think are going to benefit that work with that generation, but I think are actually a broader benefit to the whole workforce. And I think that's one of the ways I think we can kind of can work with that. So, you know, that kind of tees up, you know, talking about, you know, how do we adapt? What are some other things? You know, I know there's a couple things here, Lou. What are, what are some other ways we can adapt to the millennial generation? Well, there's definitely, well, first of all, not what we can, what we have to do to Fair. adapt. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a good way of putting it because uh, it, by the year 2030, uh, they say that the millennials will dominate 75% of our workforce. And so if we don't take the opportunity now to begin looking at how we're running our businesses, how we're managing people, uh, we're going to set ourselves up for failure because you're going to get a lot of people that are going to be basically like pushing at the gates and you're keeping those gates closed. And so some of the things uh, uh, that studies have shown is that uh, millennials definitely uh, want a more flexible schedule. So that may mean that the eight to five schedule's out the window. A lot of companies have gone toward virtual offices where maybe two or three times a week someone is from is, is working from their home. Uh, that definitely, uh, according to studies, would be more appealing to someone in that next generation of leaders uh, so that they can go ahead and work from home, they can be relaxed, uh, and to do what they need to do, get their job done. But at the same time, it, it's, a, it's a more flexible schedule. Uh, the other thing, too, is uh, when it comes to uh, technology, uh, make sure that they have the most up-to-date technology that's available. So if you're still using legacy systems or IBM punch cards, uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not, not going to like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the key is, and again, I'm going on research, is that if you can maintain a millennial for three years, then you have a better chance of keeping them for five to ten years. Uh, where if in that first three years, this, the environment, the work environment is not meeting their needs, they'll dart to greener pastures. And as you and I have talked about, with the, you know, uh, the job market being the way it is and unemployment so low, uh, those opportunities are very available to them to, to get up to and make leave. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, I think one of the things, too, when we talk about this, we're kind of putting in the context of kind of professional staff. We also have a lot of kind of hourly employees who are also sitting in that. In, in my last... Uh, business, we had, uh, it was a call center environment, and there were a lot of people of that gen the millennial generation in that environment, and they want flexible work schedules, right. and fitting that into a call center where you say, I need 40 hours of production a week, uh, is a very tricky thing to navigate. You know, ultimately what we did is figured out, all right, let's build this in as an incentive. Performance incentives gives you stuff to give me 40, but we'll let you be a lot more flexible about how you give me 40. Right. And so I think it's, we have to kind of not just look at you know, how we're bringing up this next level of professional staff, but this also trickles down into all layers of the organization. Sure. And we really need to think about how to adapt to that as well. So it's, uh, and it, it also, you know, when we do things like that, you're rewarded because you're getting better performance. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit to give for a lot to gain. Right. And I think, again, kind of looking at this to say, hey, I'm going to have to give a little, I'm going to have to change the way I lead right. and my expectations. But if the job's getting done, how much do we really want to get ourselves hooked up on how it's getting done? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where we owe it to to the future leaders, the next generation of leaders, to uh, 
to give that flexibility up and kind of change our expectations and say, okay, how can I get the most out of this employee? Which I think as a leader, that's what you want to do. You should be looking at all your employees and say, how can I get the most out of this? Instead right. of just driving up some, you know, biases because, oh, you know, these kids got all the trophies. You're right. That, that's an easy way to dismiss. But yeah. I think really if we look at say, you know, hey, I may have to change the way I do this, but the reward for it is I'm going to get a lot of productivity out of it. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to think about adapting. Yeah, and, yeah, and the other thing, too, is when it comes to adapting is uh, you, you definitely want to give more feedback. And so if your style is not giving feedback, you know, or as Ken Blanchard said in, in one of his books, I think it was The One Minute Manager, uh, you know, uh, it, look for things that people are doing that are correct. Right. And we need to do more of that. Uh, with that millennial generation. So if you're used to, your organization's used to the semi-annual or the annual review or even the quarterly review, that's too long. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying you need to go daily, but when they do something right, acknowledge it and yep. tell them you did this right. They, they're looking for that feedback to be able to do that. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. Well, that's a good start, but what are some of your key takeaways today? Well, my key takeaways is uh, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of fact and a lot of fiction about millennials out there, uh, but these are the next generation of leaders, uh, and they're not going away. And so if you're trying to put the proverbial square peg in the round hole uh, by keeping intact all of those uh, policies and procedures, standard operating you know, uh, procedures that you've got in place, uh, you need to go back and revisit those to yeah. figure out how to fit this next generation of leaders in there with the flexible work, work schedule, with the better coaching to give that constant feedback. As you said, don't drop, you know, don't, what's bad things don't age well. That's right. Problems don't age well. Yeah, yeah. Problems don't age well. Deal with the problem immediately because that's what the millennials going to want. Uh, but then again, know what they're, know where they're coming from. Know their perspective. If, if you can't get a lot out of this 15 minutes, research more on millennials and yeah. find out what their perspective is because there's perspective is a lot different than even the Gen X's who bumps up against the millennials. Yeah. I think my key takeaway is just, you know, be willing to change your mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, understand that this is a different perspective. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad perspective. And if you can find a way to advantage it for your business and, you know, adapt as a leader may need to, I think you can find yourself getting a lot more out of this generation than people may be biased to think they can. Yeah. And one of the last key takeaways is, 15 minutes is enough time to talk about millennials. We may have to add yeah, this on maybe a to, a, to a double session later on. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed today's uh, talk about uh, the care and feeding of millennials. Uh, if you like this video, please click the like button below. Subscribe to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership so that you will be notified of future blogs that are coming up. Uh, and again, I'm Lou Quinto. I'm Craig Anderson. Thank you.